Welcome to This Guy's Sick, I am Sam Valentine and we've got a little bonus episode. So outside of our regular programming and our Doomsday episode, which went live yesterday, I've got a little mini wrestling episode because obviously we did used to do wrestling content as part of Falls Count Anywhere. So you are now officially listening to the first Falls Count Anywhere episode since coming back. Although this time it is somewhat of a, you know, a relaunch and a mini episode. This is not a full episode and they will be coming back. And I'm looking really forward to those too. But basically, I just wanted to talk about these sort of empty arena stuff that's going on. Obviously, with um, a pandemic and global shutdowns and shutdowns of uh media outlets shutdowns of businesses and obviously also shutdowns of banking i mean what else is what else has stopped um lots of just lots of jobs in general but one of the biggest ones to affect people is going to be sports now some people might laugh at that going ha ha sports are down i fucking hate sports well good for you but the majority of people actually like sports and like different kinds of sports and are into sports, like whether it be from people that are into like NASCAR and racing to people that are into athletics or MMA or, you know, field sports, whether it be football or, or soccer or rugby. Like there's so many things that people enjoy. But it seems a little bit weird that people would laugh about it because here's the thing. If you haven't got a lot to do, if you were being sent home and you were bored and you're running out of stuff to do, now, me, I'm a gamer, so I'm never going to be bored. You know, I was bred for this. It's in my veins. You know, I, I can handle it. But not everyone is going to be in the same boat. And the cancellation of big sports and things is something that is going to affect a lot of people, wrestling included. With WrestleMania possibly being in limbo, uh, our first scheduled Fools Count Anywhere return is going to feature Larissa. She's going to be joining me for that one. And we are going to be talking about the WrestleMania card, right? But at the moment, well, that could be up in the air. So I thought it was just a nice little reprieve here, a little reprieve for me to be able to say a few things about wrestling and what's going on in the world. So I watched SmackDown. It went out on Friday and it had to come from the WWE Performance Center and it had zero crowd. But I found very quickly that it felt weird having a wrestling show without a crowd. So it's like, well, what could they be doing differently? Well, here's what they did do, right? So they had entrance music and entrances full with the posing, full with the sort of looking around the arena stuff that they do every week because they practice this over and over. Uh, when they were cutting a promo, they were doing the same thing, walking around the ring, looking around as if they were addressing people that aren't there, even saying things like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, there's no ladies and gentlemen in the crowd. It's very strange without a crowd, right? Because you, the, the, the nuances and the little things that you would normally do aren't there. Promos just didn't work so well without a crowd. But mostly because the promos don't flow like a normal conversation. Even me, on my own here right now, recording this, my flow is very different to the pacing of a promo. What I am saying, what, you know, and how I'm addressing is I am in the studio, I am in an empty room. But I know I am talking to an audience and my audience is beyond me. 
So when it's beyond me, I don't have the little pauses that I would stop to have crowd participation or something like that. They just would be things that wouldn't be there. But unfortunately with WWE wrestlers, and it speaks for their training, they're so well trained that they're not they're not even phased by there not being a crowd, you know. They can just say whatever they want. So part of me wondering is like, you know, these little these little things that we see on wrestling every week uh, are, are very different. You know, why are they wearing their ring gear? walking around backstage like you don't there's not a crowd here you don't know what matches you're going to have it's all meant to be up in the air right surely they were just being their street clothes roman reigns did that and it was very smart for his little sit down interview and by the way when i'm saying that promos don't work sit down interviews work because you ask questions and you get answers that that works you can do that your talk shows work right but i was just wondering why they didn't peel back the curtain a little bit maybe show the wrestlers hanging out show them training and then use those segments throughout the show to drive the stories and the matches that are to come so these are the like the main topics of conversation for me uh right now in terms of like what the wwe could do not just the wwe all elite are probably in a better position to do it because all elite are younger freer um but they seem to be very imaginative so all elite might be in a better position to be able to present something outside the box. But from watching SmackDown, obviously we've got Raw, which goes to, out tonight. So you'll be able to listen to this, hopefully, before you get to even see Raw. But SmackDown opened with Triple H kind of announcing us to us that we were at the Performance Center. He was up on that platform. He cut this great promo, uh, that, which he always does. He sat on commentary. He kind of flowed the narrative and kind of tried to make things fun a little bit. Him and Cole were going back and forth. There was a bit of banter, a little bit of mocking each other. And you know what it was, right? While I liked all that stuff, I felt they could have done more. So if the show had opened, and I'm going to talk hypothetically now, you know, in hindsight, with Triple H on that pedestal speaking freely, and he said something along the lines of upcoming bad Triple H impression, tonight we are going to settle old scores for my entertainment there are no crowds there are no rules tonight we are going to do something different so that's my bad triple h and then you had the ring surrounded by the wrestlers and some of the other people working there. they're all kind of just lingering around some of them are sitting back some of them actually in the stalls you know just watching the idea would then be that people who have scores to settle could call each other out because You've, you, you've got a situation now, you've got a whole arena, you've got loads of stuff you can you can do with that, that doing normal matches and trying to push the normal narrative doesn't quite work. I mean, it felt weird watching it. They did the great job, and I'm not knocking them, and I'm glad that they're still putting on shows to entertain us all. But they could, they could use this to do something, ma not magical, like to do something so much bigger or so much grander or just different, you know, maybe even darker. And by that, what I mean is, if after this you had Seamus roll in the ring and say, yeah, I know, I'm first, I'm first, I want to speak freely, Cesaro, you and I were the bar, we were the tag team champions on Raw and SmackDown, since I've been back, you've been with Nakamura, you've been with Sami Zayn, you, you know, you, you don't speak to me. You don't knock around with me. You don't want to, you know, what happened? 
Look at this tag division. You've got Miz and Morrison as the tag champs. We could have, we could destroy them if we were back together again. Now, what you're doing is you're you're playing on the continuity that the bar existed, even though they've moved away from each other. Like the last time we saw them, the bar was a thing, and now they've both moved on, and there's no explanation for it. This could then prompt Cesaro to get in the ring. And you could lead it down the road that maybe Cesaro's like, join us or join the group with Sammy. Maybe Sammy wants to be his mouthpiece saying, look, we got room for a tag team. But then Sheamus says, actually, I want to fight Cesaro. That's what I want. I want to fight Cesaro and I want to fight him tonight. Now you allow the production trucks to then play the video package of their history. So we've taken up a good five, ten minutes of the show just with this opening, with this promo, with this little bit of history. Then we go back to the ring and Seamus is like taking his shirt off. He's just wearing his fucking sweatpants. Uh, Cesaro, he does his little strip where he's in his gear. Maybe he's already got his gear on. Maybe we can show that he's been training backstage. He's just wearing some like, you know, sportswear or something. We've already seen this. We already know what he's wearing. And they just, they just have a brawl like that. They're outside the ring. They're trying to mess each other up. And obviously, you've got these other storylines. You've got the stuff with Braun and with Sammy. Like, so if you want those guys to jump, Sheamus during this bit, and I know Sheamus is a heel, but what I'm asking is that the WWE try something out of the box. It doesn't matter if Sheamus is a heel. You can have Braun jump in and start fighting them, but then you could also have Shorty G go, now's my time to take advantage of Sheamus. Screw Sheamus for like the way he's treated me and the way he's behaved since he's come back. And then he gets involved. So now you've got these like moving parts. And we've moved into this area of like, oh shit, something something pretty cool is going down here. So then you move on to who else have you got? Who else was there on SmackDown that we saw? We had the women. We had some other stuff going on. But then you had the, the, the weird dynamic with Daniel Bryan. And he was feuding with, uh, you know, Sami Zayn and Cesaro for some reason this week. But instead of that, we've already seen those guys. You now have Daniel Bryan getting called out by The Miz because The Miz wants to finally settle their score once and for all. He's a tag champ. He's got Morrison by his side. This is the time for me to settle any doubt that anyone had over me and Daniel Bryan. Bryan, obviously, now has this issue with The Miz. It's a long-standing. And they're going to now have their match. Again, you're playing the video package. You're highlighting what has gone on between them. And here... You have them get involved in a fight. You want it to be more in the ring with these two because that's how Daniel Bryan would want to to do things. That he, wrestling is his, his art. And The Miz is on. The, the TV's on me. There is no crowd getting in the way of me. You're all looking at me and his ego. It all plays into it because this is how you would frame something knowing that you haven't got to do what you normally do. You'd have lots of shouts and jeers because, again, we've still got wrestlers outside the ring sitting there cracking knuckles, whatever it is. Like uh, Street Fighter, you know, when you've got people in the background. Or better, Mortal Kombat and Triple H's Shao Kahn sat up on his high pedestal watching it all for his own amusement. Like, these are all little things you could wire in to telling this kind of wrestling story. So, from there, I'm like, well, where do we go from here? Like, what's next? Like, what more can we do in this atmosphere? to keep this going well we got a two-hour slot we need to fill it we need to make it entertaining so this match would then divulge into morrison getting involved and gulak helping brian 
and now them two could tag up against those two and this is a future story that you've built off the back of it and maybe they brawl off backstage so then what about the john cena stuff with with the fiend well how about john cena arrives in the building and the entire time he walks from the back to the ring to cut his promo things are going weird like the lights have gone out the things have fallen over you can hear the fiend laughing through the sound system and you're like what the hell is going on here like what like and he's looking around him going hmm this is this is weird right and you could do the horror stuff where you just show the fiend just in the background as Cena's walking and he can't and Cena hasn't noticed him he's walked straight past him like and you could play on that that kind of like slasher movie stalker vibe because unlike the normal show where the backstage is going to be bustling with people and they want to show how busy it is and how much workers there are and there's always someone walking around with a clipboard writing something and there's always someone with a headset on going yes sir like you you stripped all that back because we know that they were on a limited stuff we've already had this announced to us at the start of the show and at this moment you can have the fiend brutally attack john cena just brutalize him we don't need the cena promo cena never gets to the ring he um is attacked and he is beaten and he is blackened and he is blued and bloodied even if you wanted to go that far which WWE won't by the fiend and doesn't even get to the ring because in this situation this is where anything can happen you know that security guards all this stuff that we normally have isn't there so now we've now we've got almost all the way through the show with this point and obviously you've got the woman stuff but you can do the same thing you can have the same kind of call outs but i'd be throwing the music off it's not on Who's operating it? Why are we offering it? Why is everyone in their ring gear? You know, if Triple H said this is a time to settle all the scores, then surely that's exactly what you would be doing here. You would also have the, the Roman Reigns sit-down interview that they did do. Perfect. Makes sense. And obviously in this SmackDown episode, they replayed the tag match to bump it out, unless that was the version I watched that only had that, but they kind of... Bumped it out with the uh, not Helen Cell almost made a slip up. The Elimination Chamber tag team match. They showed this match to buff out the show. But again, if they'd done like you know what I'm suggesting or how I'm suggesting it go, they would never have needed to do any replays on that. But you could have done other segments in between everything I've spoken about. Anything with a lies, just chilling out backstage, strumming his guitar. He doesn't need to be trying to get involved. He doesn't need to be. Um, pushing a narrative the certain way he doesn't need to be um doing this you know doing the way the way he was used it's just a throwaway segment of him backstage being entertaining singing a song about being on his own singing a song about the echo in the arena and there's no fans and it's just like even when i'm alone i can entertain even though you know and there's so much stuff you could do with him but then i look back and he's thinking well what about the rest of the presentation well i would have dimmed the lights I don't think I would have had commentators at all. And again, people are going to go, that's weird. That's weird. What's weird, what's weird is having a commentator commentate matches where you can hear his echo. What's weird is having commentators react loudly to things. Oh my God, I can't believe it. When there's no fans there with their energy to push those moments on. That's weird. But having Triple H giving his commentary throughout on how entertained he is, you know, like Caesar, the gladiators below him, thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, and him being able to say bits, not all the time, in and out, but us being able to hear the wrestlers on the outside cheering each other on, talking smack 
and like really up the ante on that side of it would have been far more entertaining than what we got. Now tonight, Raw is also from the Performance Center. And the WWE have got a chance now to do something completely different. And with someone like maybe Paul Heyman involved, there is going to be a chance of something completely different. But again, WWE is always known for being very formulaic. WWE always wants to put on their like sort of over hyper professional, hyper normal uh, show that they put on. They like the way that things flow. They're not ones to think outside of the box because to them, the box is where they are comfortable. And unfortunately for the WWE, without mass competition, and we'll get to all elite in a second. But without the competition level that they had during the, the, the wars, the Monday Night Wars with WCW, they just don't like going out of the box too much. They try not to jump out of their comfort zone. And unfortunately, it's where they thrive their, at their best. And right now, we could have weeks and weeks of this performance center stuff. And they really need to spice this up by doing something different. Because if they're presenting stuff that is less than or they're presenting stuff that is it is weaker in terms of just the atmosphere and the build-up behind it, then they need to be able to use that to um, their advantage, like a TV show would or a talk show would. Because not all, well, talk shows do have an audience, but TV shows don't. And you could even do stuff like, why is there music playing? You know, like um, back, in, back in ECW, you would have New Jack, and he would come out to... Uh, was it, was it Ice-T? I think he used to have Natural Born Killers, right? So he'd come out to that and it would play during his match. Now, you could have a character, R-Truth, preferably, that decided, I'm on duty tonight. I'm going to help in the production truck, being crazy R-Truth that he is. And throughout the show, R-Truth pumping in these sounds, right? Whether it be music, whether it be random sound effects, whether it just be like tension, the lights dimming, it's all R-Truth. And every now and then we can just pan to the back to show him doing it. You know, like, yeah, let's dim the lights down. This is, right? Because again, you're peeling back the curtain, you're doing something different. Now, eventually, someone can get fed up with the fact that R-Truth's doing this and go and beat him up. Again, this is something else that you can throw in there. It's just making the show more entertaining. Because here's the thing, we see the ring mostly all the time. You've got a whole empty arena to play with. You could have people falling down the stairs, brawling with each other. You could go backstage and it's chaos because there's no one here to stop it being this chaotic. Tensions are high. Mania, it's mania season. Will it be cancelled? Won't it be cancelled? There, are, Everything is, you know, in question. Careers are in doubt. Will I even get my mania title shot? Will I, like this... They should be playing with that. They should definitely be playing with that. And my hope is that Raw tries to do something different than what we had on SmackDown. I'll allow SmackDown to be the way it was because they've never had to do this before. But now they've done that. And now they have people like me. And I'm sure there are other people giving their commentary on what they could and couldn't do. And little ways they could change and mix things up. Which they may listen to. They may not. But then... We look at All Elite, who are also in the same boat. Now, All Elite, if you look at the way in which Being the Elite is recorded, if you look at the way these guys use their social media and have used their social media for a, a while, they're in a better position to think outside the box when it comes to present, presenting a show, especially if Matt Hardy is joined and they use the Hardy compound. Because now you are 
entering the you know total non-stop deletion style um atmosphere and because you don't have a crowd and you haven't got live uh tickets to sale and all this stuff doing a full show from the hardy compound and making it bizarre and weird or doing all this stuff that you really want to do you've given yourself uh the opportunity now to be able to present something outside of the box over and over and over until this viral pandemic clears so what should all elite do well look all elite have a very different fan base than wwe people that tune into all elite while they do expect good wrestling and you can deliver that in this atmosphere and in this environment they also know the way these characters are and the way that they behave right so you've got jericho and his group the inner circle saying everyone is on notice everyone well these guys are going to baseball bat up thug up and they're going to just start battering people and who's going to stop them your heroes like think of it as a movie think of it as as the avengers that need to stop a threat think of it as that you don't necessarily need the ring to be able to tell these stories and when you go back through the history especially when you think of monday nitro some of the great stuff with the nwo it was all outside the arena you know ray being lawn darted into the production truck the brawls with baseball bats at backstage dragging people out of limos and battering people putting free people trying to run people over with cars in the wwe um or with the you know who was in the pickup who was in the hummer or whatever it was in wcw they had that never got answered uh sting how he would appear out of nowhere like all this stuff is really cool shit that we all enjoyed as fans now while you still need matches coming from a smaller place with no fans allows you to open the doors to do all this other shit and more of it and we would understand as fans knowing that we we know who these wrestlers are we followed their careers we believe in them. We've watched them play video games. We've watched them mess around. We've watched them go on tours and, and cruise ships and all this other stuff where they've recorded. We've watched shoot interviews, sit-down interviews, anything we can with them, podcasts. Well, now it's time to bring all that media into one place for you to be able to put your episodes on. And all of these are in a far, far better position to do that. And it may sound weird to go, well, why am I bringing this up? Um, and why am I talking about this in that manner? And the answer is simple. While I am a wrestling fan, and while I want to watch the best wrestling products I can, I also had 10 years working, more than 10 years actually, working for ITV, working in production. Uh, it was like, it was the first job I really ever had. I started there on and off when I was like a kid, basically when I was like 16, doing like weekends and bits here and there. I worked there fully until I was like 25, 26, 27, 28, maybe older. And um, haven't haven't worked there for a while now. But for a long time, that is what I did with my career. And I saw the way in which these things work. And this style of presentation is something of which they could do very easily. And... I would just like to see them, you know, from my experience of seeing studio work and looking at how these things go and not being able to have, for them not to be able to have an audience, they are in a really, really good position to do some sort of sketch show style presentation 
with all sorts of stuff going on. Like even if it came down to going reality based and it's like wrestlers who couldn't be there have Skyped in or sent in their videos where they've recorded on their phone. It's like, hey, look, we're all locked up. We're not, you know, our state's on lockdown. We can't go anywhere. I'm itching. I'm chomping at the bit. I'm sat indoors. I just want to be there. I want to bat some heads. I want to get revenge on this person or that person. I want to I want to take Chris Jericho down. I want to shot Moxie's championship. All this stuff that you could you could do, all elite are in, I think, in a way better position than WWE. Because for them, peeling back the curtain and being that little bit more honest, even though this is all story-driven, even though this is still all the work, the fact that they are willing to go that to to peel back the curtain that much puts them in a way better position than the WWE because the honesty level's there, which you don't get often from the WWE. So this is basically it for this episode. You know, um, it's just me spieling because I don't want wrestling to suffer as a result. I don't want any entertainment to suffer as a result of, you know, a, a global pandemic and a crisis and a lot of fear. And if you listen to our last episode about Doomsday, we broke down a lot of this stuff. We spoke a lot about this and we're going to do a part two this week. And, and this is how serious this stuff has become, is that the likelihood of next week's episode being done via Skype rather than in the studio where I am now and without all our proper mic equipment is very high. And the reason it's so high is because of... You know, this stuff is serious. This stuff is real, real. I hope people are looking after each other. I hope they look out for the vulnerable. I hope they do as they're fucking told and don't go, no, I'm going out regardless. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. I hope you guys all stay healthy and happy and that you also have plenty of entertainment to enjoy. And not just from a wrestling standpoint, like me, I'm dedicated to making sure you guys have uh, podcast episodes. I'm dedicated to making sure that, that we keep ticking over and that you've got something to listen to as we go on and that as for as long as we can we can we can pump a couple of hours of entertainment your way a week maybe more if we're all locked in and we got nothing to do we could be doing it da- we'd be daily you know we, we could be on twitch just live chatting shit and playing games it, it, it's not impossible for us to do that so i just want to say yeah thank you for listening to this this is mostly for the wrestling fans. So those who aren't wrestling fans who might not have wanted to see this, you could take the 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 same advice or the same uh, mentality away with you when it comes to other things like other sports, for example. Like, yes, without the crowd, it's not as good. But there are interactive ways of doing this. Like, maybe, and this is something that, that just came to mind. You know, WWE used to like... Uh, having a honey remember what the fucking app was right they had this app that would pop up and it was like fans at home going i can't wait to see john cena kick the ass off and they'd just say some shit or it'd pop up i think like like not periscope it was like similar to that stuff well there's nothing stopping any of these companies actually having live fan interaction on the show still via um videos coming in of you know people just getting hyped oh my god i can't believe that they just did that look at the empty arena and there's people getting battered everywhere this is amazing like and you could just you could just plaster these in and out of your advert breaks you know the fan reaction back home like they do with the scrolling bar of tweets like you can still bring the fan element to the show and what you might end up with as well is you might end up with fans wanting to be part of the show in this case oh you're going to see my face on tv and i'm going to get a bit of tv time you know 
well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out loads of videos. I I'm gonna really make sure I use the hashtags and get my interaction up on social media. So again, you're keeping interest in your brand and interest in your stories as you go. And I, and I just think that's the most important thing here. So like I said, I've already said, just look after your fucking friends and your family. Look after your neighbors. Look after those close to you. Look after yourself. Do as you're told. If they tell you not to travel, they tell you to fucking stay in. If they even suggest that, look, you've got a bit of a cold, mate, you should probably stay in and self-isolate, just do it. Get yourself a fucking pizza. Sit down. Watch something. Play a couple of video games. Listen to these podcasts. Chill out. And do do as they, do as they say and stay safe. Keep everyone safe. Anyway, thanks for listening to this little mini episode of This Guy Sick Presents. Falls count anywhere. And yeah, it's great to chat you all a little bit about wrestling. And we're going to be back with full wrestling episodes very, very soon.